0: I'm Sammy.
1: And I'm Steve.
0: And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, gaslightiest, side-pieciest, ass-clowniest uh, recap podcast of The Bachelor ever.
1: Ever. It's the shrimpiest, too.
0: Oh, it is the uh, butter-garlic shrimpiest as well. <laughs> I have no. I don't like shrimp, so I have a lot of questions. But anyway. Okay. Um once we get there, <laughs> well, I'll I'll probably have those questions. Okay, so All right. We start the episode. Oh, wait, real quick though. I do want to talk about some uh just Bachelor Nation news. Mm-hmm. Um did you hear about a recent breakup?
1: Uh Riley, I believe. Yeah. Is
0: that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: I like how the internet rationale was they posted too many pictures uh, of each other together online right after the, their season ended, so we knew they were going to break up.
0: <laughs> that makes zero sense. Like, that's and so goofy.
1: Do you know what doesn't make makes even like less sense to me? The fact what? that uh, Abigail and Dumb Baby Man are still together. Ugh. And... They're like a beloved bachelor nation couple at this point.
0: I don't get it. I think Noah sucks so bad. Yeah, I really do. I, uh, speaking of ass clowns, I think he's an ass clown. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and if we're going to talk about another ass clown, let's talk about Cassidy. So, okay, this is what I don't get about Cassidy. I think Cassidy just needs to learn how to shut up. I think she just needs to learn how to it's shut so up. It's so
1: good. It's like the movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. She can't help but like be horrible and implicate herself in things.
0: She just like completely steps in it. And it's it's awkward to watch and you're just like, "Oh my god, you're screwing up so bad." You know? And uh, I don't know. Cuz it's like, okay, you got to pick one, right? You either can be the person who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to win this. I'm going to get him. And this is going to like, I've got all the strategy in the world. Or you can be the person who's like, got someone back home that they discover later. But a surefire way to get off the show right away is to make yourself very visible and very present and put a target on your back Mm -hmm. so that all the things you say about someone back home come to bite you in the ass. And it's not like she hit it at all. I mean, we saw the footage. She was like at the pool. It's not like she was like in the bathroom or somewhere where she thought she like, wasn't being filmed. She wasn't being quiet about it. She was just like, yeah, so he's waiting for me. And then it's like, don't, you don't remember that that got filmed, you know, that she's like, I haven't dated anyone since 2019 or whatever. I was like, you're so full of shit. It's Uh, so uh, uh. happy. It's like, it's, she can't be a villain because she's just too incompetent, you know? Ugh, it's just mm-hmm. embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. So.
1: What I would like to know though, and, and this is not a question that applies to her because I, she's just all over the fucking place. She's a mess. I love it though. I absolutely love it. I just, I just bask in it, how villainous she is and just the, the, the brazenness of her villainy. But on the bachelor, we know there's all kinds of purity rules. Okay? Yeah. So what's the rule? When it comes to who you dated before you came on the show, what's the cutoff? Oh. Is it a week, a month, three months, six months, a year? Like when was the last time you could have been in a relationship? And what kind con- is that have to be like a serious relationship or just sleeping with someone? Or like what's the cutoff?
0: I feel like you could be like dating around. And well, how soon do you find out that you're on the show before you leave? I would say Mm. as soon as you find out that you're on the show, you got to cut off anything that's going on. And you shouldn't be with anybody that's like semi-serious while you're applying to be on the show. That's agreed
1: on both fronts. I think that's fair. That's fair.
0: So, like, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against anyone who's dating because it's like you, there, I'm sure that it's a long process because I know that they bring them in for like several rounds and like lots of questionnaires and filming. And it's like, even if you get all that way, there's like a few women on this season who didn't make it onto the show, mm-hmm. like at all, you know, and they were told they were going to be on the season and then they like didn't make the cut. So, I you can't expect someone to put their life on hold entirely, but it's like I I think it's only right if you're there for the right reasons. Um, I think it's only right that if things started to get serious with someone, that you would back out of the show or you would back out of that relationship. Um, mm-hmm. If you were, like, dating someone, like, more exclusively, I would think that there would need to be at least, like, a month or two. I don't yeah. know. Like, even if you, like, just started dating, you know, I'm kind of, it's like, I don't know. But if you were in, like, a years-long relationship <laughs> and then you're coming on the show, then I think it should be a little bit longer. But. hmm you know, I mean, because we saw what happened with that one woman who, like, was <laughs> we like, this talk. was supposed to be my wedding day. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, who no, are you?
1: Look good. who you're talking to. The most uninteresting man in the world. And this is the crisis you're going through. And let me tell you how uninteresting he is. I was uh, speaking with a friend of mine. And I was—I mentioned The Bachelor. And she said, wait a second. He's back? And I and I said, "Well, yeah, sort of. He was he was a contestant on on the last Bachelorette season and yada yada and all this and and she's like, "No, no, no. But he's gay." I'm like, "No, that's cool. No. That's different than Clayton."
0: Oh but she's my like, god. So,
1: so what's the difference?" And I'm like, "I mean, other than the aforementioned, you know, who they're interested in, um nothing. Not a lot. Really nothing. I mean,
0: I don't I don't think Clayton's going to stalk anyone."
1: <laughs> no, I don't think Let's he's got he doesn't way. have that in, but he like, doesn't just, have
0: like stalker vibes like Colton was like neurotic from the get go.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. have Colton's neuroses. He's not going to jump the fence. But I mean, just to face value, there's there's really not a lot going on with Clayton. He is he's the he's, he's nothing. He's a blank slate. And the more that the show tries to tell us that he's something that he isn't. It just gets sillier and sillier for me. I, I, I mean, can't. <laughs> I think,
0: yeah, I think he's a nice guy. I think he's good with kids. I'm sure he would be a pretty solid boyfriend. He doesn't give off any red flags. Like I'm not no. getting like cheater vibes or anything like that. Um, no, but he's, then again, he's not
1: the uh, underdog. He's just safe, yeah. right? He's the safest
0: choice. <laughs> and I don't, I don't necessarily want to bring this up. Um, but I just thought of it. I mean, but then you, I don't know, you just never know. You never know, you never know what someone's actually like, you know, hearing Mm -hmm. those things about um, Joe from Michelle's season. Yeah. Um, And we don't have to get too into the weeds with all that because, but I mean, it's pretty horrific shit. And we just thought he was like this nice, quiet, unassuming, sweet guy. And it's like, "Mm, there are (laughs) other accounts uh, telling us quite a different story. So it's like, You never, you never know, right? You get a glimpse from TV. You never really know what somebody's like, even with like the massive amounts of background checks and questionnaires that they do. Apparently, there's things that they miss on purpose or an accident, and Mm -hmm. so it's like I don't know. I just have kind of like, I'm like, can we? Maybe I'm just ready for someone who's like, please don't have any weird stuff. You know, in your past, like controversial mm-hmm. shit, please don't please don't be someone who did something fucked up. I'm kind of OK with normal right now. Hearing <laughs> news like that, I'm just like, oh, I'm depressed. And the women are really providing the entertainment. So, oh, yeah, they're working hard like they, they over time. Are. Yeah. So. Okay, you're here's, burning
1: through villains too by the way yeah, like they're like, just they're right, burning Cassidy bright and burning gone, out
0: you know okay so here so let's get to the row ceremony so we can get to the rest of the episode because we're literally still at the beginning here's <laughs> another here's another um qualm i have with Clayton is that he mumbles a lot mm-hmm. and i had no idea who he was talking about because i'm still getting to know the women i was i've got notes that say like started with an s or a c name uh rachel serene sierra teddy lindsey who was previously bitching but now has a rose jill or joe i can't hear him it was jill uh gabby kira or kara i don't know mara marley uh marlena i can't understand him genevieve hunter melina <laughs> exclamation point exclamation point elizabeth and then shanae wtf <laughs> and then i wrote so kate and i don't know who else is gone. And then, and then Dr- Jill said something about feeling traumatized, uh, and I was like, okay. And then, all right, I have a question because I missed the first three minutes because uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, wrapping up something upstairs. Um, was there a viewer discretion warning at the beginning of the episode, or did it not come until that segment? Until the segment,
1: um, I think it came before the segment, like the That's commercial it. break before the the segment. Yeah.
0: Okay, because I missed the first three minutes and then, so I missed like the the beginning of the show and then after the first commercial break, it was like, viewer discretion is advised and I was like, what's going to happen? What is happening?
1: Little underwhelming on that front.
0: I mean- I think it's nice that they were being sensitive about it, but I also yeah. don't. I feel like they've talked about more effed up stuff on the show without a warning. So I was like, mm-hmm. why did you pick it this? It's just kind of an odd choice. I think there's no
1: consistency.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then this week's also different because they only had one one on one date and three group dates. Do I have that right? I think. Um, so kind of an unusual week because usually there's like two one on ones and a group date or two group dates. Mm-hmm. So. little different um so coveted you know spot uh but this group date I actually liked it I liked it conceptually I don't necessarily think it made good tv but I think it's a good idea for a date Mm -hmm. like so it was kind of weird because I just don't think it's hard to make I I see that as being something that's valuable for the contestants on the show to become friends and come out of the show with closer friendships. And obviously, like, Mm -hmm. that's an important part of things for people who are on the show because it's like, chances are you're not going to become the Bachelor or Bachelorette or end up with somebody at the end of this. Statistically, the odds are against you. So the best thing that you can get out of this outside of brand partnerships are friendships. And that's one thing that, like everybody who's been part of the shows mentions like it's a really odd community. <laughs> like we mm-hmm. are a family, whether we like it or not. And we all stick together and we've all been through something very unique. So like, I would say out of all the reality shows that exist on TV, the friendships seem to be the strongest coming out of like bachelor, bachelorette stuff. So from that perspective, I was like this date where Caitlin's hosting and they're asking really vulnerable questions and they're sharing things about themselves that are very personal um, Mm -hmm. would be a really good way to bond yourself to someone quickly because they all and and also there wasn't anyone who was being shitty during that group date which was nice they had a good group of people like everyone was taking it seriously no one was being like an a-hole about it. So mm-hmm. that also, I think made it good now I'm waiting for you to completely disagree with me because you're just like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. It,
1: it it was it was fine uh i th- I think the problem with these like i don't know these confession style uh, dates is one it seemed like they kind of deviated from the initial question because it started off with well, first of all, they walk in and then it's Caitlin Bristow, and everyone's like. I can't believe it's Caitlin Bristow. And,
0: and it's like, well, she is like, you know, on the.
1: Yeah. Who is yeah. the most believable person to be sitting there? And the answer yeah. is probably Caitlin Bristow. And, but, but anyways, the, the question that she asks is, uh, you know, who here stand up if, if you've ever done something that you're ashamed of. and, Then I think, okay, so they're gonna like dish dirt on shitty things they've done. But then it immediately kind of twists into like a discussion of insecurities, which is not exactly the same. And I think it was nice that they were open and they really did have a good like bonding thing going on here. But also cynical Steve is thinking, here is a show that is like really, you know, framing this, moment of of these uh, you know the bachelor and these women sharing their insecurities about their body image and how they feel which is good but then you have a show where like god how many blonde women are there on this show that i don't know the difference between (laughs) you know what i mean there's no there's no like diversity in in who you're casting and whether that's you know race or a lot of times age, but certainly, certainly body shape and body type. Like that goes without saying. And then it's just, it's just weird. So I just feel like the show could do more to actually, I don't know. It it needs to do more. It needs to take further steps, but God, it's the bachelor. So what, what are, where are my expectations at? I just think It should be like RuPaul's Drag Race, where everybody has to come in with a fully formed character in a unique costume, so I can identify them throughout the season. That's all I'm saying.
0: Uh, I mean Clayton isn't helping (laughs) at all with like his mumbling, you know. So it's just like between that and so many of the women looking the same, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I feel like we're we're just like, stuck with this for a Steve, while Steve.
1: i can tell you're about to disagree with me <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> how tell. long have we
1: been doing this show do i have tells oh my god
0: you're just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> let like, me tell you something Sammy. i didn't like it i didn't like it um no but what i'm saying is like i i think Yeah, I think it was a good experience for them in real life. And I'm sure that most of them and most of them who were part of that group date will walk away and say that that was one of their favorite parts of being on the show. But it's Mm -hmm. just not satisfying for viewers. So that was the thing that was really hard. Um, But I also I don't know. I've watched a lot of like uh, what was that show? It was before. It was before um, Ianla fixed my life. It was the show that Ianla was on. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I have no idea.
0: Okay, do you know who Ianla Van Zant is, or am I like saying a name you just have never heard of? No,
1: is that Yiddish? I'm not. i not no, familiar. I don't. No,
0: it's not. Well, maybe it's Yiddish. I actually don't know. I don't think so. Okay, um, but she was born in New York, so I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, So Iyala Van Zandt is uh, like a life coach and also like a lawyer, apparently, and an author and a spiritual teacher and inspirational speaker. She's done a lot of she's done a lot of shit. Um, And she did a show called I'm trying to find it really quick. Oh, Starting Over. She did a show called Starting Over. And I was like obsessed with Starting Over. I I would love to rewatch that show. Basically, it was like six women would live in a house together and they would just talk about all their bullshit, just all their baggage, all mm-hmm. the shit they're trying to get past, like whatever What channel was this on? What was this on? Oh, God. Uh, I watched it on some random ass like channel. So I can't, you know, like I watched it like syndicated. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I watched it on like the CW or something like that. I don't even Ooh. remember. But it was um it was on oh, original network syndication. So there you go. Um it was produced by NBC, but then it then it was like immediately was just syndicated apparently. Um so I didn't I wasn't confused about that. Uh, but yeah, it was like these, these women would move into a house, they would have like two or three life coaches and they would like sit and talk about their shit and they would be there for, I don't remember how long, a couple months or something like that. They would like, oh yeah, if they met all their goals, then they would graduate from the house and then, um, and then someone new would come in. And if they didn't meet their goals, then they could be put on probation or they could be asked to leave. So it was all about like life improvement, um... And it was interesting. I don't know. I really liked it. And maybe I would hate it now. I don't know. I watched it when I was in high school, you know, so who knows. But um, I really liked that kind of show. So when I watch something like this, I'm like, go deep. You know, I'm like, I want to watch that. But they just didn't necessarily go all the way, is my point. We don't have to spend longer on this group date. Uh, <laughs> but um, Yeah, okay. But I, the reason I said Ask clown was that that one person and i can't remember who it was who was talking about being manipulated by their by their boyfriend and it was like he told me like not to talk to people he told me not to whatever i experienced like i had a high school boyfriend like that so that was like i was like fuck him i will kill around. you know i was like fuck that asshole because i totally experienced the same thing where he would be like I don't think you should cut your hair short. I don't think you should wear graphic tees. And I was like, okay, whatever you say. Cause I like, wasn't the same, uh, give no fucks individual. You hear on this podcast today, I was like, you know, young and thought I was like, Oh, he's just doing, he's just telling me to do what's in my best interest. And I Mm. didn't really like, you know, know better. Uh, so anyway, that was like really frustrating. And then, and then hearing like serene's um struggles and she started crying like hearing this yeah and i don't remember who it was because she looks like everybody else um but serene started crying and she was like that she got called like anorexic and she forced herself to overeat like that was like i was like oh my god like and i had a friend who experienced that as well like when we were growing up and Mm -hmm. and has told me similar things and i was like that's gotta be so hard you know and so it was it was kind of nice to get to know them a little bit better and some of the things that they've been through. Um, but yeah, my, was my favorite was, odd, uh,
1: the most bachelor moment of all time. Which oh, I missed when, it. Maybe <laughs> I think I want to say it was Marlena said basically like, uh, what I, when I came to the house, I was like, I'm not going to talk to him about race. And I'm just like, Oh,
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because well, you're an African-American and I mean- woman and he's white and you just look at him and you're like, look at that guy. He doesn't know shit. And yeah, and he was and he, of course, I mean, he was like, yeah, but you can. But also, it's just like, dude, come on. Like,
0: this is. Yeah. I mean, to his credit, he handled it about as well as he could have. Yeah. But it's also yeah, like. Cause he wasn't like, I want to know about your trauma, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but he was like, listen, I don't want you to hold back. If there's something that you want to share with me, I want you to feel comfortable doing it. But at the same time, like you can't blame her for wanting to stay guarded. So no. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I it don't blame her kind at all. Of a weird, <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, look at that meat potato. No. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, Eliza gets the rose and. Um, I blanked out for most of this time afterwards, apparently. But but <laughs> there were just like a few nice connections. I know he talked to like Susie and a couple other people. And I Susie keeps looking different every time I look at her. She's like one of those like shape shifters. I don't even understand. Like every time Chameleon. I look at Susie, she looks a little bit different. And I'm like, wait, who that looks like Susie? And then I'm like, Oh, it is Susie. I don't know what it is. Some people have those faces, you know, or it's just I don't know the faces well enough. It could be really both. But you know what I mean? You, I've, you know those people in real life, too, where it's like... Oh,
1: I do. And and on a season where I am deeply confused by who is who, even more so than usual, Susie's like double confusing.
0: But I feel like Susie does have like a more distinct face than a lot of people Mm -hmm. on the show to her credit, I guess. Um... (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> who can truly say
0: Yeah, uh, I, have, I
1: have no idea, uh, but I'm just glad she doesn't look like, you know, I don't know, Sinead, Rachel, Lindsay, um, Elizabeth, Hunter, Kate Hunter.
0: Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hunter. That was who was talking about her manipulative boyfriend was Hunter. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm still getting to know everybody. Um, okay. So that was, that was a nice group date. Okay. We spent way too long on that. Let's keep going. So Sarah gets the one-on-one and to be honest, I don't remember seeing Sarah until now.
1: <laughs> Same. So I she's was there.
0: Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. She's like, not
1: blonde. She seems completely Nice.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally in. That cringy yeah. rapist whatever, uh, I'm in. Oh,
1: but At she's least only she 23 years old. Is she ready for love?
0: I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that question. Just it's the not, worst
1: question. What a do question not, not, they're going to ask. Yeah, Just wait. please do
0: not assume that, like, d- no one should ever make a, a connection between age and commitment. <laughs> I speak from experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So annoying. Uh, but okay. But it was okay. First of all, Clayton doesn't know how to use a microphone. So they do this kind of like, I don't know, it's like kind of a truth or dairy date, but now they keep doing this every season. And now I'm going to go from liking it to hating it. So just watch. Um, but they do like the pinata thing. And for some reason they were in their underwear, but like, they didn't explain it. They're like, start in your underwear. And they were like, okay, yeah. like, I
1: bet that's their underwear. That's their underwear. My ass. What are they just, they're wearing matching black athletic style underwears. Like she do to wear a sports bra for this date. Come I on. Mean, you
0: know <laughs> that they tell them what to wear. Like, yeah, oh, for you sure. give them for a little sure. bit of guidelines and they tell them what to pack and all of that. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, wear your underwear. And they're like, okay. And it's weird because I could see them uh, doing like like a strip truth or dare or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they could have also used that as part of the game. So I don't know if they just didn't get it together in time. And then they're just like, well, just start in your underwear. <laughs> we were going to get you there, but uh, we don't have time. So here you go. It's just really bizarre. Um, but yeah, Clayton holds a microphone like a like a five year old holds a microphone and it's so annoying. He holds it all the way up to the top and he breathes in it and he's like, Sarah, please come to the microphone, Sarah. And I was like, stop (laughs) it. What are you doing? I'm sorry if that was loud in your ears. No, that
1: was great because you had like you had like the whole proximity effect thing going there. It was it was good. It was good. You really, you. you put like, me in the place.
0: It's like I know how to use a microphone. <laughs> it's you so yeah. Weird. Um. Yeah. So it's, that whole thing just bugged the crap out of me. And then she's like, you know, my name is Sarah, and I'm here to say Clayton is cute. Hip hip hooray or whatever. Um. Like so. <laughs> These
1: people are complete strangers in underwear that they borrowed from a production crew, standing in a park, and that's what we've got.
0: And people are staring at them. So, but are, are they ready for sport, love? But are is she ready for love? Um, so yeah, their whole date, I mean, I thought was very cute. They went to the Van Gogh exhibit, that was nice. Um, the show is just one big ad because then I saw a bunch of ads for the Van Gogh exhibit at the commercial breaks, and I was like, mm. okay. Um, and we'll talk about the next ad later. And then <laughs> and then, but then they have a nice moment after that, like a good connection at dinner. This was um quite the emotional conversation to to hear that Sarah was adopted and felt like a second choice and it took her a long time to feel love and that is very sad and hard and uh, she was being she was bringing her walls down and being vulnerable we love that yes that's what this show is all about so she'll she'll make it through for another round um, at this time okay I've got little notes back and forth Um, during this time of this group date where they're having a nice moment, uh, the women are, and this is something I've heard about. I'm actually, I am reading bachelor nation right now for real. I'm doing it. I read a chapter today. I'm probably going to read another chapter tonight and I'm really liking it. And I have a lot of thoughts already and I've been taking notes on it and everything. But anyway, I'm guessing they probably cover this in bachelor nation too, but this is something that I've heard like that. A lot of the contestants do cook like they provide food um, for the contestants and they can also, I think, like request certain types of food like they can have like little lists of things that they like or if they've got like dietary Mm -hmm. needs or whatever. Um, But I know that also a lot of the times the women will cook and clean for each other and they kind of like share tasks and stuff. And so it's not unusual to have somebody like make food for the house. That's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to set up right now. And. But the the only time <laughs> they're going to film it is if something went wrong, you know, or they're trying to turn it into a, vi- a device like when Jillian's like, do you like burgers or hot dogs or whatever the hell <laughs> she did? Yeah. Um. Oh, I got to look up Jilly boxes again and see what's going on, because I really want to buy a fucking Jilly box anyway. So uh, <laughs> I will buy a chili box. Uh, Jillian heads unite. I just really love Jillian. Uh, so <laughs> so Elizabeth is like, I'm going to make shrimp for the house. But again, they have like limited supplies of things. And especially like I'm guessing at this point in the show, they probably can only get so much. Right. I don't know the inner workings mm-hmm. of this, but I just I I've heard things about About the food situation. So it's like not uncommon for people to make things and then share them with the house. But I'm sure she was like, well, it's not a lot, but it is kind of like something I really like making and seems like maybe it's something that her friends really like her making. She's pulling out her party trick, right? Like, this is the shrimp that I make that that everybody loves or whatever. So she's like, okay, I made this garlic butter shrimp, you know, come and get it. And she was like, I think there were like 16. And I know that's a lot, but, or that's not a lot, but like at least everybody can have a little something, you know, just sets yeah. it up as like Elizabeth is the nice, benevolent one, you know, <laughs> who's doing something nice for the house. Like, didn't seem like she had an agenda to it at all. Like, I'm that person. Like, if I was in the bachelor house, I would be cooking the entire time. Cause I'd be like, what else am I going to do? Do you, wanna, yeah, there's, do you want to, muffins? absolutely nothing
1: out. You either talk yeah. to these people that you don't give a shit about or you have to be cooking and, and occupying yourself that way.
0: Or just I laying just by the pool. Endless food. I would just be like, here's all the food that I know how to make. Here you go. Who wants it? Like that would I would be become me, an exercise
1: role. guy instead of a guy that thinks about exercising.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, I would just counteract all the exercise. So, um, yeah. So, that's very nice. And then Shanae is like, well, then she, I fucking hate Shanae so much. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm going to frame this in a way that like, I'm doing Elizabeth a favor by eating her shrimp. Mm-hmm. Like what? And then she's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eat some. And then you just watch her. I wish they had a counter. That's the only thing that I wish that they had done. Like they do that. They did. shit. At- she
1: ate eight shrimp.
0: No, did There's they a have a counter? Batter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ate eight shrimp.
0: I thought that was just in my brain. (laughs) Because I watched her do it. I didn't remember there being a counter. Okay, so they had a counter. Okay, good.
1: Which is an obscene amount of shrimp, by the way.
0: Sorry, producers. Here's the thing. I hate shrimp. So I have, like, you couldn't pay me to eat Elizabeth's shrimp, even Mm -hmm. if we were friends, which I don't see why I wouldn't be friendly to her. She seems totally fine and nice. Um but I would be like, yeah, no, like someone else can have my two shrimp or whatever. But yes. Yeah, but then it was weird, right? Because Shanae grabs like eight. I'm so sorry. I forgot about the shrimp counter. I feel like a fool. Um, <laughs> and then she and then she realizes her folly. And then she walks around and she's like, I want shrimp. Does anyone want shrimp? And it's like, all right, you glutton. No, I don't want your fucking shrimp. Now that you decided you don't want it. And everybody was pissed. But then she goes, oh this is all Elizabeth's fault and she's fake. And um, the only reason the women don't talk to me is because Elizabeth's around. And I was like, Who, what? Nobody believes you.
1: Nobody Shanae believes completely you. lives in her own universe and it's so incredible. And <sighs> the fact that like Clayton just like, he's trying to be good and like, listen and be sensitive to everyone's like needs and concerns but he just cannot see through her bullshit properly. <laughs> it's so funny to me.
0: It was just, ugh, I mean, it's, it's that's going to be
1: fun on the uh, like the woman tell all uh, episode, just endless Shanae discussion.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sure that they're going to talk about Shanae plenty. She's just like, she is legitimately exhausting. Yeah.
1: Make I really, it to the final three, Shanae. We need you.
0: Oh God! Final three. I mean, I can't tell. It was some blonde person, so I really Dude, just have no idea.
1: Unfortunately, that's half the cast at this point, at least if not two thirds. But right. I mean, you want to talk about a villain burning too bright? Like we're gonna, we're in trouble here. We're not gonna have a villain in another week if Shanae doesn't pump the brakes a little.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's weird because she does really have him snowed, and I really don't know how.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: I'm really every every conversation
1: with her. Like, I don't care how attractive you think she is. I don't care if they have like all these things in common and there's some sort of like heavy finger quotes connection. Every single time he talks to her one on one, does it not seem exhausting? I feel exhausted.
0: (laughs) She (laughs) just like needs a lot. She needs a lot and not in the way that I need a lot. She needs a lot in a different way. That yeah, makes
1: sense. yeah, and and the fact that <laughs> she lives in Shanae world and not actual reality makes things even more difficult because she need the she needs things that like exist outside of time and space as we know it, and it's what do you do with that? Keep her around for another six weeks.
0: Yeah, she just yeah, that's true. She wants things in an alternate universe. She's in that episode of Community, and she rolled a different die number than everyone else and but somehow it's also parallel confusing um but don't worry they're gonna start to sort it out not uh in their group date life's a beach and okay melina by the way had the best line in the whole episode and she said we're gonna get sandy and be randy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that's why i like you um she, I think she did a really good job in this group date. She's starting to get a little more screen time. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't think that anything's going to necessarily like happen with that, but it's nice to see her more and um, she is giving it her all. And, but she's here to make friends.
1: Absolutely. She's
0: definitely here to make friends. So that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> um, w- they couldn't get Pamela Anderson. Uh, so they got Nicole Eggert instead.
1: Yeah, and that's how another I read that. Wonderful bullshit moment. Yeah, I love these. This is like the reality <laughs> TV staple. Everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, I love Nicole Eggert, and I used to watch Baywatch." Like, no, you did not. You were you were born after 9-11. You don't know what Baywatch is. This is. <laughs> you have is- never watched an episode of Baywatch, and if you did you were still pooping yourself and you don't know who this is. You know who Pamela Anderson is. You know her as the other lady that runs on the beach who isn't David Hasselhoff. That's it.
0: <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I um, just,
1: why can't we admit they don't know who she is? I barely know who she is.
0: Did you get the same, um, the same advertisement that I did though? Do you know what I'm talking about? When I said that no. there was a second ad? Oh, Okay. I wasn't sure if everyone got this ad or not, but I did. Um, So, okay. So let's talk about the Baywatch thing. Then we'll talk about the ad. So, of course, they're like, we got to do the swimsuits and the Baywatch run and all the stuff. And this is kind of, it's totally real, uh, you know, (laughs) lifeguard training. Running on the beach is the most important part. Uh, Unless I missed something. So... So that was like fine or whatever. I don't know. I didn't care that much about the competition. I was just like, very classic for a show. Like you said, no one here has watched. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me that they watched Baywatch. Maybe they saw the movie.
1: Yeah. You know, possibly. maybe
0: they saw the movie, but I don't think anything else happened. It's like if they were like, oh, Saved by the Bell, my favorite show. Like (laughs) shut no, you have. I loved it so much. Yeah, I totally loved that show. Um, and then they'll be like Zach Morris is good, and then it's like no, he's not. So that's how I know you didn't watch the show. Okay, moving on. Uh, but yeah, between this and when they get back to the group group date, there was a promotion for the new Pamela and Tommy Lee show.
1: Oh, I did see that. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and I was like, is this an ad too? Like because it was just weird that they're like baywatch and then they're like and then this pamela and tommy lee tv show by the way that casting looks absolutely freaking Flawless, does it not? I was like, yeah.
1: Wow. I don't know if, if either of those people can act, but like the Pamela Anderson, especially. I don't. I, who who's playing I'm her? Sorry, whoever. It is? I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just besmirch Lily James and Sebastian Stan? Did you just do that? Are we not I don't friends know who anymore? Be- <laughs> what? Who are the these ever two people? Fuck! Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious right now? I don't. I don't Holy know
1: who shit. they are, but they look great. They look great.
0: Everybody, stop everything. Okay. Okay. You you don't know who they are. I have no idea. You don't know who Bucky is? No.
1: Uh, oh, that guy. You don't yeah, watch yeah.
0: Marvel movies? Okay.
1: Not really anymore, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I know who Bucky is. <sighs> you don't know the Winter Soldier?
1: Uh- <laughs> who's the, who's the lady?
0: Okay, so- That's okay. not Bucky. Okay, the lady, as you call her, is <laughs> none other than Lily James, which is the new generation's Kate Winslet. Absolutely okay. fucking lutely. And <laughs> she, she was in um, Baby Driver. First okay. of all, which is like my favorite thing she was in. She was also in the 2015 Cinderella, which was actually pretty good. And she was in the second Mamma Mia, which I keep saying is better than the first one.
1: OK, so I've, the I've, first
0: one.
1: I've seen Baby Driver and she doesn't look like Pamela Anderson in that. But I don't think that I, I, I get a call out because I didn't see Mamma Mia 2. OK,
0: <laughs> or she, was was the other also, one? she was also in <laughs> Downton Abbey.
1: Downton Abbey. I uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't watched Downton Abbey. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, okay. She's been in a lot. Okay, she's been in a lot.
1: <laughs> Sammy's gonna kill me now.
0: I just can't believe you don't know who. Lily I, sh- James I should I should know
1: who the Bucky Man is. But again, like they look Sebastian so much like Stan. the Bucky Man. Yeah. So they, <laughs> the they look so much. They look so much like their respective characters. How how could I ever know?
0: I hope that everybody is yelling when they listen to this. <laughs> Um, no, I, so, I know
1: the Bucky man
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lily James has done a lot I'm just listing some of the things that I love her in um, but yeah Baby Driver was my favorite thing that she's done but legit like I really enjoy the the new Mamma Mia she was also in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies which I haven't seen but I would like to see and I've watched some of Downton Abbey but not all of it but she was in 21 episodes of Downton Abbey and she was like okay. in some of the later seasons but um, and then she was in a show called Secret Diary of a Call Girl, which I haven't watched, okay. but she was in a she was in uh 8 of those. Anyway, so moving on, uh <laughs> Lily James is fantastic. I think the casting is flawless and I am very excited about it because yeah, they look like dead ringers. I mean, it's so perfect. I couldn't believe it. So I was like I am very excited to see how this plays out. Um I'm I'd be curious to hear how Pam Anderson feels about all of this stuff. I feel like she's I've the last I saw her on like a TV show was Mm -hmm. um
1: the Borat movie?
0: No, no, no. Well oh oh well maybe well no I'm trying to think what wait was she in the newest one?
1: No, I think she's just in in like the older one. Yeah.
0: So no no no. Uh she was on um like the Laguna Beach like reunion show or the Hills reunion show or whatever the hell okay Remember that that like yeah it was the Hills reunion show like they all are back and then there's also young people and like her son was on the show oh um and she <laughs> does not look the same anymore unfortunately and um but she's like I don't know she's like really like a mom who worries you know, she a mom mm-hmm. who worries. And she was just like very much like, sweetie, this is, you know, what I want you to be, that I don't want you to be. And it was just like such a different person. It was really interesting to see someone that like, you know, so well in certain contexts. It's like, I don't know, just like a mom, just being a yeah. mom. She's just like very much a mom. So anyway, I'm excited for the show. Uh, sorry that I broke out on you, but I <laughs> could not believe that you did it. Who are Listen, these people? I, w-
1: I like... went through all of Lily James's IMDb page. Uh huh. And I, I like don't other than baby driver. I've never seen anything she's in. So, okay.
0: Well, do yourself a favor. In- Watch more Lily James. Cause I love her anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, this show promises to be good. I think it's going to be real good. Um, okay. So, back to the group date. I want to go to this place that they went to afterwards after the baywatch date, uh where it was like what was it called, the cabinet of curiosities. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to go there. Um I don't know what it is. Oh, apparently it's also a cafeteria. Oh. Clifton's Cafeteria and Cabinet of Curiosities in Los Angeles.
1: That's too hard to say. I can't go there.
0: But it's weird because it says that it's like as of February 2020, it said it was closed. So maybe they just like opened for the show? I don't know. Kind of odd. Anyway, you can't go to their venues on their website. It says venues, but it's not clickable. So the more, you know, um, what <laughs> other podcasts, do you know, quickly look at websites while they're podcasting to you. Yeah, I yeah, didn't think it's,
1: so. it's called off the cuff research. That's yeah, what we do it's around
0: called here. we're we're academics. OK,
1: yeah, we do cool um, stuff.
0: <laughs> so it was a nice. Yeah, I, I liked that venue. I just want to know more about it, I guess. Um, OK. I feel bad because Gabby just keeps bugging me. But, like, I don't think she's, like, a bad person, but she's just annoying me, p- particularly. <laughs>
1: just you personally.
0: I just am, so like, you're not going to marry trigger. her,
1: is what no, you're saying. No, I'm
0: not going to marry her, but I don't have to marry her, so that's the beauty of it.
1: Yet. But maybe. Eventually. Yet. We don't know. Yeah, you
0: never know. You never know. I, I never close off my life to, <laughs> <laughs> to other experiences, I suppose. Um, no, she's just, like, I don't know. She just, like, irks me. It just... A- does she not bother you? I don't know. She just keeps. I feel like she talks more about being goofy than like is goofy.
1: Being goofy, and that just yeah. like keeps
0: bothering me. Yeah.
1: She just kind of, uh, yeah. Like I don't think she doesn't. She doesn't do enough to make me like her, but she doesn't do enough to make me not like her. She's she's pretty neutral. She's the oatmeal of this season so far for me.
0: Really, but oatmeal she,
1: that that she is, said sit on my face. Funny.
0: She said sit on my face, and you're like she's like oatmeal. <laughs>
1: I like yeah oatmeal that sits on your face no um <laughs> she okay. I, I, after that initial like burst of of you know uh, I'm I'm gonna make this actually explicit joke I thought okay well let's see what she pulls out here the answer is not much so uh yeah after sitting on the face we got nothing <laughs> that's it
0: uh okay. what's your
1: best joke post sit on face
0: nothing she just was like "Mm, take off your shirt so i can help you sunburn listen Mm, gabby you you come
1: to the bachelor house i need you to give me a tight five and you give me one joke that's not gonna work you're not you're not gonna last in this business well and also
0: like i don't know i just it's just i feel like it was she's also like awkward um and like i'm awkward but not all the time um Mm -hmm. like if i'm putting like aloe on someone i'm not gonna be awkward about it okay (laughs) <laughs> then I, then I, then the gear shift. Right. Yeah. But with her, it was like, it was like, ah, we're getting sexy. And she was like doing a lot of stuff with her shoulders. And it just felt awkward. Like, I was like, this is deeply unsexy. to me.
1: Well, you know, if you want to get to know someone better, you got to lube them up with Aloe and then make out with them. And that's how you learned everything.
0: Apparently, apparently that's, I, I didn't know that, um, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so Shanae is continuing to be what I—I I mean, I hate when people talk about like professional victims, but that's the only term for her. She's a professional victim, and I hate her. And <laughs> and I put a note in here that says, "I'll like Gabby just to avoid liking Shanae."
1: <laughs> but she's just like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. Again, like I don't want to date Shanae. I'm not, I'm not going to be marrying Shanae, in case anyone's wondering. But. I will say i I am thoroughly enjoying like just the dread that she puts into me and and like how uncomfortable it is to watch her interact with any human being like how this does is, she
0: how does she recruit anyone
1: i don't I don't know how she recruits anyone. I don't know how she goes to the grocery store by herself to be honest like i
0: <laughs> I just don't think she's gonna have any job prospects after the show. I just have a weird feel she's just like she's like very unprofessional too you know what i mean it's like yeah i don't know for someone like that who's um like a recruiter i would just be like what kind of shit are you talking about me when we get off the phone <laughs> you know yeah. like because i'm not interested in someone who's gonna talk shit and especially for like a recruiter it's like their job see walter agrees with me their job is to be like your cheerleader right like they should be excited about you and friendly towards you and helpful towards you. And she just like hates everyone. And she shits on everyone. And I'm like, how do you have a job? How do you have a mm-hmm. job? And, and like a so human facing job. Like I could see if she was like, yeah, I'm a data analyst. Sure. You can hate people. All you want <laughs> that job. Yeah. Been there, done that. Um, But she's, <laughs> she's like, has to interact with people every day for her job. And it's like, you just get off the phone and go, Oh my God, she is so annoying. Probably. And like, that's exhausting. It's exhausting. And then she's like complaining to, to Clayton about, you know, everything that is going wrong with her. And honestly, I, I started tuning most of it out because she was, but I know what she was saying was the women ignore me when Elizabeth is around and when it's when it's when she's gone then they're my best friend <laughs> mm. and Clayton's like life is so hard for you let's make out and I'm like how do you believe her how do you keep believing her and then
1: she, does he even believe her does he just he's just confused and he wants well, to make she said, out
0: <laughs> she said he believed me I have him I have him that's
1: he's mine
0: <laughs> terrifying like that's so <laughs> creepy I have him you know and yeah, it's um cool. And then, and then Clayton's like Elizabeth, WTF? And she was like, I don't know, I didn't do anything. And the thing that sucks is like Shanae is putting Elizabeth in a really difficult position because there's nothing she can come back with because she isn't armed with all the information.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's there's has, really nothing she can do, and she hasn't done anything. She
0: hasn't so done she- anything. And it just sounds like you're lying if you have nothing to come back with. If you didn't do anything, it can sound like you're lying when someone's throwing all this stuff on you and you have nothing to throw back at them because you're like, well, she didn't really do a lot to me. I mean, outside of like, wait, now I'm trying to remember. Sinead shoved Elizabeth.
1: Yeah. yeah. But like that's, in, but in like, a competition, but, Elizabeth was like, I don't really care. But yeah, just so exactly. you know, you but did that. Like,
0: that's like the only thing that happened and Mm -hmm. yeah she's not making a big deal out of it and so it's like she doesn't have anything to come back with because shanae hasn't done anything directly to elizabeth she just keeps talking shit about elizabeth when she made shrimp for the house and didn't do anything wrong and explained her like you know like her neurodivergent tendencies, like she literally has done zero wrong. She's just existed and explained her existence, which she didn't have to do. And she did to be nice to you. She could have just been like, I don't like you. (laughs) Like, I don't know. She could have said whatever the fuck she wanted, but she was trying to explain herself to like make Shanae feel better. But that's Shanae, right? She's just constantly doing things to like, have other people like, okay? because like I'm trying not to be a dick because I need reassurance. You know, I'll be like, do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm nice? Do you think I'm talented? And like and it's like when I'm feeling a little like I just need a little cheerleading. But I'm not like, I don't know, somebody else is hurting my feelings. Yeah. Invisibly. (laughs) So you have to make me feel better. I don't know. It's different. It's
1: very strange.
0: we, We all need cheerleaders. We all need people to pump us up. And words of affirmation are my love language. So I need people to be like, you're doing a great job and I'm proud of you. Um, But it's different when it's like, I don't know, encouraging good behavior versus like, I'm insecure about something that literally didn't happen. (laughs) It's different. I don't know. It's just different. Um, But I just wrote, they're honestly both exhausting and you can clear them both. That's my controversial opinion. I don't really care about Elizabeth that much. I don't think she did anything wrong. But I think he doesn't care about them, care about her enough either. So, like, goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it really is. It's just a lot. I, I like the way this episode ends, too, because it like ends on a cliffhanger that isn't a cliffhanger. Like, what? It's oh. not a to be continued. It's just kind of like it just sort of ends with this messy situation. That's like next week on The Bachelor. What? Okay.
0: I kind of feel like what's going to happen is that they're going to both like go.
1: Well, we have I a solution know. for this. It's called the two on one. It exists. This is how this is how we squash beef in the bachelor house when you're unsure of who the beef starter is. And who the beef victim is? Okay, you you do the two on one, you sort it out, figure shit out. You might make the wrong decision, but at least you've made a decision. So this is the only thing.
0: This is the only thing that I think could go wrong is they're doing like that football date, you know, and they're like, Mm -hmm. "Shane's going down. This bitch is going to get her ass handed to her, or whatever." And the only thing that I worry about is um, that she's going to (laughs) get. This sounds really. This is going to sound really fucked up. Okay. But I'm prefacing it, so it's fine. Um, She's, like, if she gets, like, fucked up, like, and then, and then, but just enough, you know, like, I don't want her to get, I don't want her to get fucked up, but I think she would, it would be in her best interest To get a little bit fucked up and then end up like in a hospital, but have kind of like, you know, just like kind of vanity, like scrapes and bumps and whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. oh, Clayton came to the hospital to take care of me. He's so sweet. And then she bought herself like two more weeks.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good one.
0: Yeah, I can (laughs) see that happening. I dread it, but I know that you'd be rooting for it. So. Anyway, Gabby gets the rose. Um, Sinead calls other women toxic with zero self-awareness. And uh, we'll see what happens next week, I guess. Uh, (laughs) uh, But until then, uh, take care of yourselves and others. Uh, Read Bachelor Nation if it's really cold by you and you're stuck inside and you don't want to go anywhere because, you know, we live in a pandemic. Uh, It's a good book. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm actually finally starting to like burn through it pretty fast. So um, that's all I got for you have have a good um groundhog day uh well i guess we'll see you on groundhog day but oh uh, yeah that's all i have to say i guess take care of yourselves and others
1: yeah guess what i got a new kitten she's real cute her name's miss vangie she's named after the rupaul drag race drag queen um... also don't do needle drugs <laughs> miss vangie was crawling all over the entire podcast